You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. So here's a scenario that plays itself out all the time in my book households. Uh, maybe it does in this too. In this, in this scenario, uh, my partner Brian is obviously angry about something. He's grumbling and stomping through the house, like puffing and puffing. But, but me, rather than ask him what's bothering him, I just assume he's mad at me, and then I go one step further, and I'm certain he's angry because I haven't cleaned the house. <laughs> and so I proceed to furiously clean the house for hours in order to fix the anger that I assume he has because of me, because of the resentment that I imagine to be real. So I, I, I furiously try to clean the house, right? So, to fix the anger that I assume that Brian has because of the resentment that I <clears throat> have imagined to be real. I mean, this little scenario has played itself in various configurations so many times in our nine years together that it almost always ends the same way, which is that cleaning the house didn't fix this weird at all. And so, I'm forced to use this little gift that God has given me, a gift that I've tried so hard ever have to use. But I have to actually break down and ask him. <laughs> I have to ask him what's going on. And when I inevitably break down and Actually, ask him. I'm all, I almost always discover that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the student who just yelled at him in class, or because he got a nail in his tire again, or, or maybe it was as simple as he just hadn't eaten lunch and was starving. And here I was cleaning the house, and I could save myself all that trouble and have gone and picked up something. Because all I had to do was ask. <clears throat> and yet, even though, like I said, the scenario plays itself out all the time, I find that just asking is one of the hardest pieces of good news, and I believe it is Christian good news, good news from Christ, that just asking is one of the hardest pieces of good news for me to hold on to, because I'm just way more prone trying to suffer, trying to figure things out on my own. I am just asking. And that gets me into the hole. Which makes me just like the disciples in today's gospel because when Jesus says that the Son of Man will be betrayed into human hands and that they will kill him, but that after three days he will rise again, it says that the disciples did not understand that he was the same. But we're too afraid to ask him. 
And like, I, I get it. Jesus has just laid down some really heavy stuff. This isn't like domestic uh, sort of squabbles. He's laying down betrayal, murder, returning to the dead. It's understandable that they didn't understand and that they were afraid to ask. Like, I even get low-key afraid to tell a Marvel, Marvel fan that I just don't understand anything you're saying about the <laughs> but, but this shit Jesus has laid down is way heavier than So, if I were the disciple, I'd be nodding along with them. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> Acting like I totally understand too. But I can't imagine, but I can't help but imagine that if the disciples had had the humility, humility to actually ask Jesus what he meant, that they might have been spared the pain from what happens next. Which is they spiral into an argument about which one of them is the greatest. And I just have to believe that there's a relationship between their refusal to ask questions and their arm wrestling who gets to be king of the mountain. Because when I hear the gospel saying that they were arguing about who was the greatest, what I hear is that they were arguing about who was the smartest. Who really understood Jesus? Who was so close to Jesus that they had no doubt in their mind about what he was talking The church for 2,000 plus years has made an industry of claiming that being close to God means understanding it all. The more you understand the question you have, the question you ask, the closer you are to God. And that just breaks my heart because I know what it feels like to claim more than I actually understand. It feels lonely. It feels lonely when I act like I have all the answers and I don't. Because when we fail to ask questions, we don't. When we fail to ask questions in the situations where we don't understand, when we fail to ask questions, when we fail to show curiosity in the face of mystery. So we're basically saying that we think we're capable of figuring things out on our own. That we're too afraid to admit that we don't have all the answers and that we might actually help with someone. Because having actual curiosity and asking questions requires that we be open to the fact that we might actually be wrong. And that we might not actually have all the wisdom that we need on our own. Here's the thing today's gospel, gospel, it tells us that following Jesus has nothing to do with understanding, not even understanding Jesus, and that Jesus frees us from the need to understand everything in the first place and build our society based on who knows the most or who looks like they do the most. 
Because while the disciples are, are busy hiding their ignorance behind their, their breastfeeding and their, their jockeying to be the smartest, Jesus says, whoever wants to be first must be last, and then he sets a little child in the center of everything. And he says, welcome this. Get more of this. This child is here in the midst of this. Get more of what this kid has to offer in your life. Kids are full of questions. Like kids aren't embarrassed to show that they don't understand stuff. Kids are compared with adults, kids are pure curiosity. This week I was on the phone with my sister in the background of the year, my nephew asking after what seemed like every other sentence, what's so funny? What are you talking about? Mom, why did you just say you were going to kill your boss? <laughs> Little kids just care way less about looking stupid when compared to we adults. And so they ask more questions. And so in the face of the disciples not wanting to look like fools in front of Jesus for each other, Jesus sets a little child. Which says to me that following Jesus means we get to ask a lot of questions. Following Jesus means that we don't have to understand everything and means that we don't have to act like we understand what we do. Even when what we don't understand is about Jesus himself, especially when what we do not understand is about Jesus himself. Which is like the, the total opposite direction from where I see so much of the church moving today. I mean, if you're just paying attention to the news and you know that we're, we're in a, a season of a, a people in the church, the people are after the last 18 months and seeing what the church has done in the public arena, you know, to keep churches open when it was clear that the virus was spreading, to, to value sort of insider knowledge and insider kind of beliefs over protecting the public. So many examples of the church The past 18 months, especially, especially has claimed certainty, but they've had no business claiming any certainty whatsoever. Somebody sent me an email the other day and used the term Christian Tower. It was startling to me, I've never heard that phrase. But to think that if that is the image so many people in our country are getting of our church right now, have had of our church perhaps for so many years, it tells me that not asking questions, but claiming we have certainty in places we do not, but not asking questions, but not being curious, has real consequences. Like not asking questions leads us to bomb our neighbors. Not asking questions leads us to think that we know it all and we shut off the wisdom of our neighbors to our friends. 
And so I just wonder what it would look like for the church to finally listen to the, to the good news of today's gospel, to finally stand up and take curiosity a linchpin of SDR, the way that Jesus actually lives. That in the place of a list of dogmas and things that we are absolutely certain of, it's the first thing people thought when they thought of the church was that those people are curious. Those people are so, they're, they're curious in the Trinity. They're curious about God. They're curious about our salvation. They're curious about what resurrection looks like in our world. They're curious about Jesus. How does that change our church? That's what we want to know. Those who are so in love with grace and they don't have that they believe and they don't have to ever get it right. But because of that, of being just bowled over and over again by grace, and they're willing to sit at the feet of Jesus, even if it doesn't make sense because they know that Jesus will never send them away. They're not understanding. But perhaps that is actually the invitation that we are called into. It's not the that. Because following Jesus, really listening to his words, invites us to be way less certain about what we believe and way more curious about what we don't. Because at its core, the faith of Jesus, the path that we call the church, it is a story about misunderstanding God and about God blessing us. It's a story about God standing in front of us in flesh and blood in the form we should have been able to understand best, and we still misunderstood and killed him anyways. It's a story about God delivering a message so simple and so pure that even a child would get it, but still misunderstood and filled with anyway. And yet, our great faith is also a story about how God, even in the face of all our misunderstanding, pours grace upon grace upon grace. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.